hey i had a really great time i would love to do that again so give me a call back um you never did call me to let me know you got in safely so i was just checking on you all right call me back Okay, I'm very confused. We went out, we had a good time, at least I thought we had a good time, and now you dodging me, you're not answering my calls. That's real crazy to me. Call me back. Call me back. Call me back. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Date podcast. This is the Healthy Dating Preservation Podcast for millennials and anyone else who might need it. We are your hosts, Imani. And Candace. And we back. Back again. Yeah, yeah. Again. Again. Save the dates back, back, mm, back. Mm, Tell mm, a friend. Mm, mm, guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess. First of all, why am I singing it like a gospel song? I don't know, but <laughs> I was doing the robot. <laughs> you need to get a life. <laughs> hey guys, um, we're back. It's a new show. Um, yeah. It's our anniversary month. Hey, get it, Bobby. We're like, in this thing. That's so crazy. It is. It's really wild. We're going to keep saying it on all the shows in June. So. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> this is just pretty cool. Um, speaking of time, my class reunion is this weekend. I missed mine. I'm so sad. I'm actually not sad. I actually wish I was sad for missing mine and not actually going. But I'm going to have a good time. It was just very unorganized. What you drinking? Some I tea? Girl, you got tea every time you're on this. On this. <laughs> good. I need the mm-hmm. tea. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so, pick up line of the week. There's a side view, rear view, and you know what else? I love you. Oh, my gosh. That is, is so, so cute. cute. That's a little strong for, like, dating. but It's not really a pick up line. But. It's cute. It Listen. is very cute. I'm going to say that to somebody. I'm going to say it to my mama. So is the, could this be a pickup line? I value my breath, so it would be nice if you didn't take it away every time I saw you. Yes, that's really cute. <laughs> that is super cute. <laughs> that one would make me be like, ah, stop. <laughs> stop. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you so much. Really? <laughs> Do I really? Oh my god, I take your breath away. That's so nice of you. Oh my god. <sighs> And then I would get on the show and be like, guess what somebody told me, y'all? <laughs> and play them. Like, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I would yes, be like, that's would. so sweet, right? No, you did had your girl shut up on a thousand. No, I I'd have been like, he wasn't that cute, but it was really nice of him for, to say that. See? Did you hear shade <laughs> in the beginning? Okay, never let somebody fully be great. Whatever. If he was real cute, I would have told y'all. I think. Uh-huh. I don't know. Anyway. We're back with another episode, and this episode we're going to talk about um, pride. I was going to say pride and prejudice, (laughs) but we're going to be talking about, like, how to navigate through the early dating stages when you need to, you know, be apologetic about something, because that's not something we like to do very early on, is be apologetic Mm -hmm. or accept apologies, especially if you're, you know, admittedly like I am, and if we ain't been dating that long, it's not really that serious for me to just be like, all right, well, never mind. Like, I don't really right. have to have a conversation about it. Uh, it's not really that serious to apologize. Like, I, I just, if I'm not attached or invested already, it's really not that serious. And sometimes people, you know, deserve 
a second chance and all that kind of stuff. So we did. Sometimes they deserve the boot. Okay, they deserve the boot. Jail. Period. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but you know, apologizing and stuff. And not wanting to apologize is usually fueled by people's pride or their ego. And that can ruin even the possibility of a relationship. So how important is it to you that you gauge someone's pride early in the dating process? Or is that something that you don't care to take note of until later? Um, I do pay attention to it, but I also know I like can be prideful as well. So it's more so like, watching to see what they're willing to put their pride aside for like if mm-hmm. it's early like and and like they immediately show me like they got attitude and like they macho and I, I'm kind of good on just yep. I don't need an apology from you because I don't know you like that so you probably would eventually have irritated me anyway so I'm <laughs> like if your pride is showing that early you don't even know how to like hide it fine show me your true self but your true self is not for me so boom done um, but I do pay attention to it because, like I said, I know I can be guilty of it and I need somebody who we can kind of balance each other out that will be like, girl, it's not that deep when I'm yeah. like, tripping, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but if it's somebody that like is just, it's going to be just as prideful as me in a moment where we could resolve the issue and like, I got to always be the mature one or it's not going to like get done, then that's, I'm out on it. Yeah. I- I start to look at it very early and it and it usually doesn't have anything to do with apologizing. There are small things I look for and listen for mm-hmm. to figure out how people's pride is set up. And part of that I'm trying to figure out how to say it without making myself sound like a jerk because it's not something that I'm doing to test them. It's just kind of my general personality, I guess. I'm not like easily impressed by things or anything and it's not like this is stupid or this is not cool or whatever it's just kind of like you know a lot of people in the dating process expect you to be grateful that they're talking to you yes that's and, all the time when I said macho yeah that's yeah and so I'm not really like that like I'm not going to be like oh my god are you serious and I'll say thank you to a compliment but I'm not really going to act like it's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me because it's probably not like it and you probably are only saying it because it's a nice thing to say not because you you, feel like you know it's just these are the pleasantries of the beginning stages of dating I'm more interested in getting to know you and I'm more interested in seeing if you are interested in getting to know me and not interested in me being impressed with you like if if you're very hell-bent on me finding you impressive I'm already kind of a little turned off like Just tell me about yourself. Just let me form my own opinion of you. Like, let me tell you that I find something impressive. Let me say, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like, yes, I Instead want you to be confident. Instead of doing something for a reaction yeah, every time. I want you to be confident, but I don't want to feel like everything you're doing is to impress me. Like, I want to feel like you're doing these things because this is your personality. This is the type of person you are. You would have done this whether I cared about it or not. Like, because... This is, you know, this is who you are. This is the foot that you want to put forward when you introduce yourself to somebody. Mm -hmm. That's what I like. So if I start to see that it bothers you that I'm not, like, super giddy about you opening my door, I will absolutely say thank you very much. I appreciate that. But I'm not like, ooh, you opening the door for me? Like, if you need the ego (laughs) stroke, like, I can't do it. Like, I can't. Right. Um, And on the same tip, I don't expect that either. Like, I mean, I expect 
I assume that you're attracted to me because that's why you're talking to me. So I'm not going to be like, and he didn't even tell me my hair was cute. Like, it's not that serious <laughs> to me. I'm, thank you. You're getting to know me, whatever. And you'll see what I do find important. And hopefully, you know, if things go farther, further, you'll play into the things that I do find important. And I will do those things for you. But mm-hmm. just upon meeting each other, I don't really do, like, immediate ego. Sh- I don't even know you to be stroking your ego. Like, that's just doing something. I have no reason to do that. Like, <laughs> right. I know nothing about you besides that maybe you drive a nice car, you have a good job. But, you know, congratulations. But I'm not like, wow, I've never been in an infinity before. Right. Like, it's not that serious. <laughs> and I don't think it's cocky <laughs> to just, like, you know, have kind of that sense of self-awareness. Like, I'm the cat too, so yeah. we're both here to enjoy each other. This isn't one sided. You know, I didn't win a prize. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm not never I'm never trying to make somebody be like, I am the prize to be won. So you need to be putting on a show for me. Like I'm not really that <laughs> person either. I, I just want to enjoy myself, like you said, and I want us mm-hmm. to enjoy each other. Without all the theatrics and the extra pride and ego strokes, I'm not with that. Um and so that to me will indicate that, along with a few other things, will indicate to me what it's going to look like when, when conflict arises. Are you going to be quick to be able to say, I was wrong? Or even capable of acknowledging that you're wrong at something? And you can see that kind of stuff with little things. Just if you say something, and I know that that's not the truth, and I say, that's not right. And then we be like, nah, nah, look it up, look it up. <laughs> now, it's a joke. But if you can't say, you're right, I was wrong, I do take note of that. Because I'm, I'm, I hate to lose, too. I hate losing. I am not a loser person. I'm competitive. I like to win things. If I say something is right and someone proves me wrong, I'll be like, dang. But I am going to say, you're right. I was absolutely wrong, but don't drag it because I don't like being. I don't right, because that wrong. would get me annoyed. <laughs> right. And but, I'm not going to drag it if, if you were wrong either. Right. And I don't like, so I feel like. I'm cool with like a little bit of back and forth, you know, like in like we talking about something, we share mm-hmm. differences of opinions, or you might be knowledgeable about something, but I may be equally knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can contribute to the conversation with you taking it as me trying to one up you. Like, yes, that bothers me val- too. Right, like can we just value the fact that I also know something about what we're talking about? Like, why I got to be like you're the genius, so I got to shut up. Yeah. Like, no, I can contribute to this conversation. You're having it with me. If you wanted to have it with no one, you should go have it with the wall <laughs> because I got something to say too. And again, like you said, like if I'm not, I'm, I promise I don't, I'm not going to say I'm not because somebody might disagree, but I don't try to be one of them people that's correcting everything you say. Right. That's not me. Like, I don't want to be like the Debbie Downer that just can't let you get your words out without, oh, uh, well, that ain't really right because blah, blah, blah. But again, I can contribute to the conversation if we're talking about, especially if we're talking about something that we have in common, like something that happened at school and we went to the same college or we talk, we could even be talking about who the dean was back then and, and what they did. And you give your opinion and I give mine. That's not me one upping you. Like, can we just appreciate that we both know about whatever it is that we're talking about and just have a conversation? And if we don't, yeah. then that's fine. But like, I get irritated from a female standpoint, I get irritated by a man calling me a feminist just because I want to contribute to a conversation. I get that irritated that they think that's supposed to be insulting. That's what irritates me. Yeah, like, because I don't necessarily tell anybody I'm I'm a feminist, but the fact that you're saying it in a way that's trying to like poke fun at feminism is disrespectful to me. 
Like, mm-hmm. to, because there's a lot of academic work that goes into feminism and womanism. So, for you to be like, oh, you must be one of those feminists, I'm immediately like, I don't want to hear Or for you to say that's to say. the only re- reason why my opinion is what it is, is because I'm a feminist. And it's like, or because I have a brain. Yeah, and I would like to be respected. What's wrong with that? <laughs> like, what is wrong with that? But that and, like, not being able to respectfully disagree on something mm-hmm. is is something that I'm not going to be able to do either. Like, I I am fully, like you said, I'm fine with us having differing opinions. I really am. But there are some things that we should just not argue about. Like, some of these things are not arguable. Like, they're just, this is the what way I feel are. about them, and you don't feel that same way, and that's okay. Like, we just dropped the conversation. But I'm not about to be like, but hear me out, though, because this is why you wrong. And it's like, well, no, that's not what we're doing. That's right, not like, what we're going to okay, do. we just don't agree. Just back down from the conversation. Or watching how they treat other people, like, listening to how they talk to people. If they if they speak to people condescendingly, I don't like that either. Like, I know mm-hmm. that there's going to be an ego or a pride issue if they're talking to, like, our waiter. Kind of funny. Like, I don't like that. Um, I had a man on a date. Um, asked me the most random question about um, my sexuality. And I was just kind of like, I wanted to be like, for what? Like, why? But I really wanted him to keep talking because I wanted to see where this was going. And it was way left. And I just was like, mm, I'm not going to, I don't think I want to engage this conversation. Now, I could have argued with him. But mm-hmm. for what? Because he truly believed that he was right about what he said. And I just was like, I would rather just not give the energy. Yeah, I would just rather say to him, I don't agree, but that's fine. You you hold on to that, whatever it is. And I probably won't ever see him like go out with him again anyway. So it don't even matter. But um, it's just, you know, it's a lot of things that can indicate how much pride a person is going to have going into your relationship. Mm-hmm. So here's another question. Early on in the dating stages, how quick are you to be on the receiving side of an apology? Because like I said, I am a person that will dismiss something, not out of malice, but just because I don't care that much. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, people want to talk about it and sometimes it deserves a conversation. So how quick are you to actually discuss something early on in the dating stages? I don't think that that's like a strict thing for me. I think that's situational. Like, mm-hmm. it's certain stuff I can have a tolerance for. And and I even if I listen to the apology, and I don't think that's my pride, some stuff I just be like, okay, that's just a no for me. So, like, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to apologize because I really don't care to speak to you anymore. Yes. Um, and then sometimes it's just me just checking myself, like, okay, am I being prideful and not allowing them to just apologize for what happened? Because I catch myself but but not even wanting to address it for whatever reason, whether it's I don't want to address what got me upset in the first place to even allow you to apologize or I don't want you to come back and say you don't feel you need to apologize. Mm-hmm. Like, that that kind of keeps me away from it. But um, I think it's situational because, like I said, some people, certain stuff, like, I don't need an apology. Like, it ain't, it ain't even that I'm mad. I'm just, like, I'm straight on all of that. And I mm-hmm. block people a lot. And I don't be wanting At that point, I'd be like, I, mm, <laughs> I don't want it. But if it's somebody that I think that there could be potential with and I think it's something that we could get over and I feel like they're they're going to leave their pride out of the apology, then I'm cool. And I'm yeah. not saying you got to come lay at my feet and, and you know, but like if you're going to come 
to me and your apology is like giving me your butt to kiss in in the like meantime I don't I don't want an apology like that so if I feel like you're that type of person like you said there's other things that could let me see that and honestly even however our debate or whatever it is you might have done went like if it wasn't something that you were truly acknowledging and you're just apologizing for the sake of me getting over it I don't want that yeah especially not in no early situation because that's telling you right now how it would seem if we continue dating and it turned into a relationship and I can't handle that I don't even want to put myself in that situation so let's do a couple of scenarios okay if you got asked on a date Mm -hmm. the day of the date comes right it's Friday night y'all supposed to go out at 8 p.m. It is 5.30 and you are at work still and mm-hmm. you know for sure that you're either not going to be able to make it or you're going to be extremely late. Do you apologize for that or do you just say, I ain't going to be able to do it? I definitely apologize for that. That's rude. I would yeah. say, hey, I'm sorry. I know this is last minute. And honestly, I would be kind of embarrassed, but like I'm the type of person, I would say that with an understanding of if they don't want to <laughs> because if it's our first day, I don't really care if you're not interested no more. But so I would apologize for the sake of wasting your time. Mm-hmm. But I would totally be okay with you being like it's all good and not asking me out again. That would not yeah. Be yeah, I agree. I think the only I would do the same thing. I would absolutely apologize for canceling, rescheduling, whatever. Because to me, if anybody takes the time to plan something to do for me, even if I'm not really that excited about it, maybe, right. you know, because every, every now and then you go on a date just to go on a date. And <laughs> for good food. Um, or just it's something to do and you ain't did nothing in three weeks. <laughs> right. So it's like you going on a date, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're not in, that invested in it. But if I have to cancel, if I know that you've planned something or you came up with the idea and you asked me for it and we've been waiting all week, I think I owe you an apology. So I will say I'm very sorry to be doing this. But can we reschedule? And I will tell you, like, can we reschedule for Saturday? Can we reschedule? Can you let me know when you're next available? If I really want to go. If I don't, then I'll just be like, I'm really, really sorry to have to do this, but I have to cancel. And like you said, if they don't ever want to see me again, I'll be like, well, sorry. (laughs) But um, so then on the other side if you get stood up for like for a date do you expect an apology or do you just expect a full like what do you expect from someone who stands you up if somebody stands me up and they did not try well if they stood me up they didn't try to contact me well it's different though because sometimes I feel like you can still feel stood up even if they told you last minute but at least they told you Mm -hmm. um if somebody stands me up with no explanation, I don't need nothing from it. I'm just not going to talk to you no more. Because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like excusing that becomes a habit. So, for example, there was this guy who, um, he asked me out on a date. We went out on a date. <laughs> that day was a hot mess. First of all, he, he came to my house to pick me up. But, like, I guess his battery wasn't, like, intact in his truck. So, it, like, kept slipping. And if it slipped, it don't start. Uh-oh. <laughs> So I was like, you know, I'll just drive because I don't really know like what's gonna happen. <laughs> so <laughs> I drove us to, right. So I drove us to where we were going. We got there. We get drinks and stuff. The check comes and 
he doesn't have his wallet. And he was like, it's because he left. I ended up finding out he was just a habitual liar. But this time, he was saying that he had left his wallet in his car, which now that I think back, I feel like I saw him put his wallet in his pocket. But I ended up paying for everything. I paid for the whole day and I drove. Oh, wow. Which was not anything I expected at all. But he was like, I promise I'm going to make it up to you, my bag, you know. Uh, I just wasn't planning on having a car trouble. Okay, whatever. I can be forgiving in a instance like that. And he's like, um, I'm going to make it up to you. I'm going to take you out. It was two days from then. He's like, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to say it's a Thursday. I'm going to take you out on Thursday. He's like, I'm going to make us reservations, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool, fine. I didn't hear from him all day. And then, like, I texted him around the time he said the reservations was because I didn't know where it was at. And I, I was like, I don't want to be late. Like, and I'm not even a timely person. I'm late to a lot of stuff, but I try not to be late when it comes to stuff that you have to have Being on somebody for. else's time, yeah. Right. If you got to have a reservation for that and I got to be embarrassed because they say we can't get it no more, I, that is enough to make me go be on time for it because <laughs> I don't like being embarrassed <laughs> and having to, like, turn around and go home and I don't put on clothes. And he just was non-responsive. So after that, I just blocked him. Like, I don't need an explanation. I don't need to understand why. I feel like I was very, like, in my opinion, like, very gracious on our date like I didn't complain I was just like it's cool it's whatever but right. for you to like stand me up after you know you kind of already messed up on the previous date like you just not my type of dude at that point so I don't need no explanation I don't need no apology I just need you to be off my phone and the only way I can make that happen is by blocking you and I blocked him and he had like four of the numbers so that was really weird but that like kind of to me started to reveal inconsistencies and like I said like I ended up finding out he was a habitual liar anyways Mm -hmm. just because like he was somebody I went on a date with but he was also somebody who hung around the circle I was hanging around so it forced me to be around him even more after and when he started to do certain stuff I was like wow he's just like this like even if he does apologize it's not sincere because it it literally is just habit for him to apologize because he's used to disappointing people oh yeah that's sad so for that stuff like that, no, I don't, I don't, I don't need it. I don't want it. So, I don't need it. what if it's not they stood you up? What if it's that y'all talk really consistently and then all of a sudden that goes down the drain? Like it's not consistent anymore. You start talking to them less and less and less, and th- and then like eventually you don't hear from them for a few days. And then they pop back up. Do you expect an apology after that? Because I'm going to tell you something. What I expect is yes, an apology. Yes. No, I really do. Like, I expect... And... I, I expect an acknowledgement a... of you going ghost on me. Like, that's yeah. not cool. Yeah, because I don't feel like anybody owes me their time. Like, you don't owe me anything that you haven't committed to me. If we're not in a committed relationship, I don't feel like that because we talk every day you have you are now committed to talking to me every day but what I do expect from you is an acknowledgement that we did talk every day so I'm not stupid or crazy for expecting to hear from you regularly Mm -hmm. so when I stop hearing from you regularly I'm not crazy for wondering where you went you know what I'm saying like I don't want you to come back and be like well I mean you're not my girl so I didn't really think you would care that much I I mean you're right, I'm not your girl, and I won't be ever now that you said that. But Yeah, and uh, see, that <laughs> would be the end of the conversation for me, because that's when my ego and stuff comes in, mm-hmm. and then I'm just like, I don't even want to hear what... <laughs> for one, I'm, I don't like being embarrassed, and I would be a little embarrassed. I feel a little <laughs> bit of rejection. If, you, like, if, if that is your response to it, I'm already embarrassed, because I probably kind of liked you. 
if I even was mm-hmm. expecting because if I don't like you, I don't really care if I hear from you or not. Like that's people that I probably forget to text back anyway. So mm-hmm. like this one guy, I I think I talked about him before. Like he texted me and was like, he texted me for going ghost on him. And I just didn't respond because I was like, I don't got no real intentions with this man. And I'm probably going to forget when he texts me back after this. So mm-hmm. let me just not say nothing back. So like in that instance, like I would block somebody. Like if you say something, well, I'm not your girl. That's probably not the most mature way to handle things. But that is where my ego comes into play. And I'm like, well, I kind of, the fact, if I have, a, like if you, are acknowledging it but you like playing it off I feel vulnerable because I feel like you're acknowledging it because you know that there's a possibility I feel some type of way about it and then you downplaying it yeah you're trying to make it so that I'm wrong for feeling the way that I feel and that's not okay with me so yeah yeah I will say on the flip side I am a person that will disappear on you but not on purpose (laughs) because and I and I don't mean like disappear and you be texting me eight times back to back and I'll never answer you because I'm just looking at my phone like I ain't talking to him. Like it's more so I have a lot going on mm-hmm. and I will really forget to text you back. I will look dead at your text message. Think about what I'm going to write back, but not write anything back right now because I'm in the middle of something. So when I finally do hit you back, I always say, I am so sorry. I saw your message earlier. Right. Forgot to reply. But what and I expect the same thing. Like I saw your message earlier or whatever or Maybe I didn't see your message. I don't I don't believe in lying about that. If I didn't see your message, I'm going to say I didn't, I didn't see, see your message. But if I did see your message, I'm not about to say, oh, I didn't see this. Because what's the point of that? I'll either not say that I saw it at all. Like, I'll either leave that part out and just apologize for not answering in a timely mm-hmm. fashion. Or I'll say, I saw your message earlier, and I'm so sorry I didn't answer you and then carry on the conversation. But I'm... <laughs> I'm not really a consistent communication person unless I'm really, really feeling you because I just don't be having time like I really don't (laughs) I don't like I don't and even when I really really like somebody we probably still don't talk every day unless we have gotten to a point where we've established that we are a thing you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying because then I feel like we can expect that from each other but early in the dating stages I I can't do it and I don't always explain why I don't because I, I don't I also don't think I'm always owed a why like you don't have to tell me that you have family issues going on if we just started talking. Like, I, I, I'm not going to be mad at you for not telling me that because that's private. I don't really know you that well. You don't know me that well. You don't know how I'm going to react to that situation. I understand. If you choose to tell me that, I get it, too. And I'll receive it however I receive it. But sometimes stuff be excuses, too. That's another reason I don't right. always share the why. Because I don't want nobody to feel like she always got got something to say about why. It's always work. It's always church. It's always this. It's always that. And it is. Some, mm-hmm. Like, a it's lot of times, it that. always those things. But, <clears throat> so I don't offer a lot of excuses because I don't want nobody to feel like that's what I'm offering them. And so, I think I'm cool without getting a why, but, like, again, acknowledgement is still important to me. Like, don't yes. fall off the face of the earth. Especially, you know, I mean, I don't want you to pop back up and just think, yeah, I don't want you to pop back up like, hey, how you been? What you doing? Let's go somewhere. I'm going nowhere with you. That happened to me before. This man literally, like, went to India for three months and didn't tell me nothing. Then come back (laughs) talking about we need to go on a date. No, we don't. What what are you talking about? I'll be open to to hearing you out if I feel like the way you're approaching me is humble. Like, if you're approaching me with a sense that 
like you said, some type of acknowledgement that what you did possibly hurt my feelings, even if my feelings ain't really all that hurt, but whatever you did, you know, threw a wrench in our plans or did something that would hurt my feelings or that, um, you know, inconvenienced me or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm going to be looking for an acknowledgement of what that was before we even continue on. Um, and I have a pretty good sense of discernment to know when you're BSing me. Like, yep. don't just don't. I mean, I don't like to be lied to. And I don't think I'm an insecure person when it comes to that. Like, I'm not looking for someone to lie to me, but I also am going to think about how credible whatever it is you're saying is. Like, that time when that guy told me that he stood me up for the concert because he went to jail. Like, you know, <laughs> that's Googleable. Like, I can Google that. You didn't go to jail. Why would you lie? Like, and, and I don't know what it is you were doing, but you literally could have left that part out. You could have just not said, I went to jail. You could have been like anything. I didn't have the money for the concert. Whatever it is you was going to say. But, and then on my side, again, I don't approach people as if they owe me forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel like that's how apologies go. I Agreed. approach an apology as if, they're not required to forgive me, but I do want them to know that I am apologetic about it because I care about, at the very least, I care about how they view me as a person and I don't want them to think that I'm a terrible person. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's at the very least if I'm not really that invested in it. But if I do really like the person and I am invested in it, at the most, I want them to understand that I care about their feelings. And if I feel like their feelings were hurt, by something that I did, whether I thought I was right for doing it or not, I'm going to apologize because I wouldn't want to hurt their feelings. Like, that's just my personality. I don't like to hurt the feelings of people that I care about. So I'm going to apologize. And I'm going to apologize with the posture that if they choose not to forgive me, it's not my job to try to convince them otherwise. I'm apologizing because I was wrong, not because they should forgive me. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, with that being said, here are, wait a minute, yeah, here are some things to consider from psychology today about apologizing. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all, I'm coming down off of some kind of cold, so I feel crazy, but yeah. I know this is an article from um, 2013, but it's written by Linda and Charlie Bloom, Bloom psychologists who are a couple. And um, they say that there are several components involved in making an effective apology. And um, a few of them are acknowledgement of having acted or spoken in ways that have either deliberately or unintentionally caused emotional, mental, or physical harm or pain to another. To me, this is the most important part of the apology. Mm -hmm. I can't take an apology seriously if you cannot acknowledge the thing that you're apologizing for. And the thing that you're apologizing for cannot be if you thought, I, you know, I don't want you to apologize for what you think I thought. I want you to apologize for what you did. And I want you to acknowledge why I deserve an apology for that. And because right. that's how I, apo- I apologize, too. I don't want nobody to think that I'm just apologizing just so to I don't hear their mouth no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. The next thing is sincerity. A sincere apology, sincere apology is one in which the speaker has no agenda other than to heal whatever damage may have occurred in the relationship as a result of his or her actions or words. Their words need to be 
honest and heartfelt and expressed without an effort to coerce, deceive, or manipulate the other person's feelings. Excuse me. That last part is the best part. Like, yes, an apology can be manipulative. Mm -hmm. And I want all of us to know and accept that. That just because the person apologized does not mean they apologize sincerely. Sometimes they are apologizing, like I said, so they don't have to hit, have to hear your mouth no more, or, or so they can get back in your good graces, so they can do whatever they did again, or to guilt you into an apology. Yeah, or to yes, get guilt you into just forgiving them and making you feel like you overreacted. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to keep in mind is non-reactivity in the course of an of offering an apology the offended party may interrupt the apology while it is being offered this is an excellent time to resist the temptation to insist that they allow you to finish or to correct or challenge them in any way this is the humility thing that i was talking about mm. you don't get to be right in your apology like your apology has to come with humility Hopefully your partner loves you enough to, you know, receive it in a certain way. But at the same time, you need to go into it with, I don't even deserve that. If she starts lashing out or if he decides that he don't want to hear what I have to say, whatever I did probably deserves that. Mm -hmm. And so I just need to go in with the intention to apologize and leave it there. It says your partner may have a lot of emotion to express feelings that sometimes have to do with other previous unacknowledged disturbances giving them a chance to express themselves without fear or reprise or reactivity or defensiveness on your part will provide you with an opportunity to demonstrate that you really do want to hear from them and that you're not just there to get them to listen to you so again you cannot be standing on a podium for your apology like you are asking for forgiveness so your posture needs to indicate that i'm coming to you because I was wrong not because look I'm doing you a favor I'm apologizing to right. you so you need to listen to me you, like, need to you get can't over it. Mm-hmm. yeah you can't do that um um I think there's one more it says be curious rather than adversarial find out what your partner needs from you in order to find resolution to the upset rather than assuming you already know Which is something that is very important that we don't talk about a lot. Um, It's just, just because you know how you would want to be treated to fix the issue doesn't mean that's what they want. So just because you're, the way that you want to apologize is to be bought a gift doesn't mean they're going to care if you buy them a gift. The apology Mm -hmm. might not be there. So you need to be apologizing with the intent of finding out what they need from you in order to fix the problem um it also says on here don't be quick to ask for forgiveness so asking for forgiveness and apologizing are two different things which is something else that people don't realize apologizing Mm -hmm. starts with accepting and acknowledging that you were wrong about something and then you allow them to offer you forgiveness or offer you the the opportunity to ask for forgiveness but immediately asking them for forgiveness and then expecting them to say yes I forgive you can be very manipulative you need to Mm -hmm. allow people to forgive you in their own time and to process your apology and what happened and and to understand if it's something they can forgive you because forgiveness doesn't always mean that y'all are going to move forward yes sometimes it's forgiving and it's ending yeah and that's even down to being stood up for a date sometimes Mm -hmm. if 
you apologize and they decide they don't ever want to see you again, you have to accept that. You have you can't yeah. be like, I just feel like you need to give me another chance because you don't even know Which what happened. People do and all it is the time. <laughs> all the time. Like I just feel like you really need to give me another chance. And it's I mean, you of- really gonna act like that and it's like, ah, oh, it's kind of my choice. Yeah. I don't have to see you again if I don't want to. And you have given me no reason to want to see you again. You stood me up. Like you don't get a million chances with everybody. Um and, I mean, that's just what it is. Like, when you apologize, when you have done something to somebody, although you want them to forgive you, you cannot demand that they do so. And you it's can't demand that they carry on a relationship with you either. Um, one more thing in Digging the Scene, because I didn't even introduce this segment. <laughs> that's so trash. Anyway, we in di- we're in Digging the Scene, guys. Um, one more thing. Um, sometimes... And this is me speaking from a woman's perspective. Um, So, fellas, I'm not, I don't really feel like men can disagree with this, quote unquote, because they don't know. They have never experienced this. But I'm sure there are a lot of women who can agree or who have experienced what I'm trying to say. Um, I think sometimes when someone points out that a woman is prideful or has a big ego or something like that. I think those are sometimes code words for having either too much confidence or Mm -hmm. having standards that they can't meet. Yep. So they're telling you to bring it down a notch because you think you're too good. Yeah. Yeah. They're telling you that I'm not doing all that. So you need to calm down or you're Mm -hmm. wrong for expecting all of that because who's about to give you all of that. Um, and I don't know that men ever experienced that. I don't know. I can't be like, men don't ever go through that because I literally do not know. But I do know that, that is something that I've experienced on more than one occasion. And I listen to men talk that way about women, about needing to humble themselves. And who do you think you are that somebody should be opening doors for you? And whoop, 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 and it's kind of just like, uh, but somebody will. If it ain't you, that's fine. But right. some somebody will be able to meet her standards if they're not like stupid and unrealistic, which a lot of times they're really not. Like a lot of women are not asking for too much. They just are not finding someone who's willing to give those things. So I found another mm-hmm. article on eHarmony that I thought was cool. Um, and it's called Five Things I'm No Longer Apologizing For in Dating. And I was like, ooh, what shouldn't we be apologizing for? So I'm going to read these five things and then I'm going to close the section. Um, one is I'm not sorry that I expect you to communicate. So, Fair. I mean, a lot of people don't feel like you need to talk to somebody frequently or whatever, but I don't see how you can get to know somebody without talking to them, whether it's in person, whether it's on the phone, um, even down to communicating to me when you're going to be late, communicating with me when you cannot talk to me, like depending on where we are in the stages of dating, um, you know, if you can't talk right now, be like, I can't talk right now, but I'm gonna hit you later. Or, um, if you don't think you owe that person that, then you do need to at least return their call. Like if you see that they called you or texted you at some point, you need to return their call. And if you can't do that, there's nothing wrong with them for expecting you to communicate. That's what you do to get to know somebody you talk to them. And so Mm -hmm. at some point that person doesn't need to apologize for expecting you to communicate, but you need to move on 
if you are not going to rise to that expectation and they need to move on if they want somebody who will rise to that expectation or who just values communication in the same way. It's not a bad thing to, you don't have to make somebody want to communicate with you. That's ridiculous. Just go talk to somebody who wants to talk to you. And while we're on the communication piece, I think that also, just because we've been talking about pride in general, I think that also goes back to that, like, if you're not communicating something because you're embarrassed and, like, that should not, like, you can't put that weight on somebody that you didn't communicate to. So, for example, if y'all were, like, going out on dates every week and it was expensive and this happened and then, you know, like, you fell on hard times or whatever and... You never said anything about that. Not that you owe anybody an explanation, an explanation of your money, but if they just trying to hang out and y'all haven't even had a discussion on what they wanted to hang out and do, and you just take that as like you always want me to spend money, so I don't want to go. Like that's not fair, right? Like and so I should, right? So I shouldn't have to apologize to you for your lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Like that's not me not being understanding if you don't want to tell me. So yeah, I agree. Like there should be an ex- like I should expect you to communicate and I'm communicating with you. So like if your pride or whatever is holding you back from doing that, I'm not apologizing for that. That's a choice you're making to not communicate yep. with me. Yep. And and I'm going to take it a step further. Sometimes we do things like I ain't going to tell him that or I'm not about to tell her that she should already know. That's mm-hmm. that's not how this works. That's bull crap. Even if they were doing it in the past, Say, let's take something as menial as good morning texts. Mm-hmm. For the first four weeks of y'all talking, this person texted you good morning every morning. Maybe that's something that you enjoy. Then they stopped doing it. And now you're mad, but you won't say to them that you're mad about it. And the thing is, you don't even have to say you're mad. What you should have done was indicated to them that you enjoy them doing that way before they stopped doing it. Say thank you for the good mm-hmm. morning text or whatever. Say, I appreciate that you, I really look forward to these good morning texts every morning. It makes someone feel like, okay, I'm not just doing this to get her attention or get his attention or whatever. And so they know that you do appreciate them. So when you bring it up later, you've already communicated to them that this is something that I like. And so now you're not, you're just reiterating it, but you can't be mad that someone stopped doing something that they never knew was important to you. You never said it was important to you. So how would they know that when they stop doing it, you're going to feel some type of way? And you don't mm-hmm. even have to be mad about it. You could literally just be like, remember when you used to text me good morning? I really like that. And then, right. or, you know, it's something up, like, I don't get good morning texts from you anymore. And I really appreciated that. Would you mind starting it again? There's, you're, sometimes people's pride won't let them ask for something like that. Mm-hmm. And if you like it, great. And people got to also be willing to be on the receiving side of that, too. Yeah. Like, you can't get upset that somebody communicated what, what it is that they like because that's a part of getting to know each other. Yes. And if you started doing it, you created a culture that made them like that. So don't be mad because they want it mm-hmm. all the time now. Um, number two, I'm not sorry that I have deal breakers. Um, I agree. Whatever my Agreed. deal breakers are, that whole, like, what we were talking about, when people say, well, you just, I feel like you should give me another chance, blah, blah, blah. If I have stated to you that this is my deal breaker, I don't have to give you another chance. Like, even if I never told you beforehand, if we ain't really been dating that long, like, I don't have to, that's my deal breaker. I don't have to explain it to you. And that comes with me to 
as to with boundaries because explaining to someone why something is your deal breaker can open the door for a little bit of manipulation too like i don't i don't believe everybody deserves an explanation on why this is my deal breaker i don't have to tell you that i don't like being lied to because my last boyfriend lied to me a whole lot like i don't like being lied to because it's not nice being lied like why do i need to explain why to you so i'm not sorry that i have deal breakers and i'm not sorry that i stick to them when i'm dating it's okay guys you don't have to be apologetic about saying this is something that i'm choosing not to put up with you don't have to feel sorry about that three i'm not sorry for being honest i mean yes um i would i would hope that people were sorry for being liars yeah yeah it doesn't really affect people the way it should (laughs) but in this in this particular example they're talking about something like you know, maybe in the early stages of the relationship, there was something that you were doing that I kind of brushed off or laughed off, but it really makes me uncomfortable. And then at some point I tell you, you know, that really actually makes me uncomfortable. I'm not going to apologize for being honest. I might say, I apologize for not saying this earlier, but mm-hmm. this really does annoy me or Bye. make me very uncomfortable. So could you not? Please like, <laughs> Right. So, um, you know, being honest is a good trait to have. So as long, I feel like as long as you're doing it tastefully and not to be a jerk, like, you don't have to apologize for being honest. I agree. Four is I'm not sorry that I still want romance. This is the type of stuff that I be talking about when I say somebody telling you to lower your standards. If you like mm-hmm. rose petals and dim rooms with candles and all of that kind of stuff, <laughs> you don't have to apologize for liking that stuff. You just need to date somebody who is willing to do that. But if that person is not willing to do that, if you if you find a person that thinks that stuff is silly, you don't have to be like, well, I mean, I guess it is a little bit. No, you don't. You don't have to do that. You can say, I this is the type of thing that I like. I like being winding down. I like to do this. I like to do that. And then you can find somebody who likes to do those things too. You don't have to apologize for that. (coughs) Excuse me. Finally, I'm not sorry that I want real love. And this one says, the Mm -hmm. truth is, right, if I really wanted just any old boyfriend, I would have had a dozen by now. And I'm going to read that sentence again because I want people to realize that. A lot of people are single, not because it's hard to find somebody, but because they're not going to just be with just anybody. If I wanted to be married, I could have been married a long time ago. Would yeah. I have been married to a person of quality, a person I really want to be married to? No, because I haven't met that person yet. But it's not hard to have a boyfriend. It's not hard to have a girlfriend. It is hard to have one that you like. <laughs> or yes, have one very, that, that you likes continue you to like. that you continue to like. So, no, like... No. And it says, there have been plenty of fine guys. This is a woman writing this, obviously. Um, There have been plenty of fine guys, okay men, and dudes that likely would have wanted to be exclusive, but I would also be bored out of my mind. So many friends have given me a hard time or questioned if I would ever find a guy to hold my attention. But I'm not worried. Most of the time, girl, I could have wrote this. Um, Not worried most of the time. I would rather have the opportunity to meet someone special than to waste time with a fleeting relationship. There's so much of the world to see, so many adventures to have, so many things to learn without being tied down to someone you don't actually want to build a life with. So, 
I'm not sorry for holding out for the big love and I won't apologize for who I am or what I want. Period. Amen. Period. And that was called Five Things I'm No Longer Apologizing For in Dating. Um, and it's on eHarmony and it was written by Lindsay Tigar, author and editor of Confessions of a Love Addict. Um, yeah, so that's it. That is it for Digging the Scene. We are um, making our Minimizing our pride where it's necessary, being humble about our apologies, but not settling for less than what we deserve. Period. Moving Period. on. Pooh. Where they get that <laughs> and that's that on that. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> that's what I figured. Oh, you gotta love the internet. I watched, I forgot what, I can't even remember the video that hit me cracking up this weekend. I just wish I didn't know so many people that are addicted to YouTube because they show me these Imani, Girl, the craziest video. <laughs> what? Imani, you I know addicted every to video. Twitter. I do not even be on YouTube like that. It's Twitter. All Either way, you know. Twitter and Vine. I was addicted to Vine for sure. I used to know, I know every Vine video that ever went viral. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely used to watch Vine a lot. I used to watch the Smack Cam videos uh, a lot. I bet you did. Oh my God. They used to be so <laughs> funny to me. Like almost peeing on myself. <laughs> Childish. <sighs> a couple, I think last month my favorite video that was out was the little boy who was like, what he said about not wanting to go to that church no more. <laughs> I'm tired of this church. <laughs> there he was done. That was his Easter um his Easter program I'm speech. Tired of this church. I'm tired of this church. I was like, me too. <laughs> I do be tired of church sometimes. I mean gonna hold you. Yeah. I wish I could have done that when I was little without getting whooped. Now can you imagine me, the pastor's daughter, standing up there like I'm tired of this church. I'm tired of this church. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious oh god I wonder who baby that was but um anyways making our way downtown uh to (laughs) the rescue me segment uh so for those if this is your first time listening to us the rescue me segment is a segment where we allow our listeners to write in and either ask questions or share their experiences about dating things like that if you would like to be featured on the show you can email us at save the date sos at gmail.com or you could send us a voice message to our email, or you can send us a voice message through Anchor, which uh, Imani gave you some details about in the sponsorship video, uh, blah, 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 in the sponsor ad. So um, definitely reach out to us, talk to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. So we have a letter this week, and it says, it is titled, Worst Date Ever. Okay. <sighs> Where do I begin? Backstory place as he left as he let me down majorly for my birthday probably the biggest letdown in history i'm talking made plans that i ended up having to pay for because he flaked and still showed up at my door with no gift oh he's been dead Mm. it was really bad like i was done but my friends were rooting for us and they gave me they gave me terrible advice and you know friends i knew it was terrible advice so i'm at fault for giving him another chance as well we decided to let it all go, start over. Let bygones be good bygones. So we decided we needed some quality time. Just so happens, I tore a ligament in my finger the day we planned to meet. Ouch. Unbeknownst to me at the time. It was swollen and painful, but I thought it'll subside. It didn't subside. So when he called, I suggested that we just do dinner because I don't know what I've done to my finger, but it hurts. He sounded annoyed when he asked how long I'd be 
And if he have to pick me up, wait, you don't want to pick you up? The nerve of someone who had only recently gotten the car and happily rode, happily rode passenger side with me many times. Obviously, moving much slower with the bum finger, I told him to calm down. I go to the car. Oh, sorry, my bad. I got to the car, and I struggled to get the door open. He assumed I was being dramatic. Music blasting, didn't even turn it down to say hello. I was annoyed. We arrived at the restaurant. I waited for him to open my door because it was right it was the right hand that was impaired and I was on the passenger side. If you know anything about finger injuries, tearing something is worse than breaking a bone. Yes, oh my God. So we're doing a stare down as he stands in front of the car. Oh, baby. And I'm going to call myself an Uber. <laughs> right. You tried it. <laughs> and I'm in the car waiting for him to get the door. He childishly pulled the door open enough to close it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's a child (laughs) i caught it with my i forgot my i can't even find my spot (laughs) i caught it with my elbow and pushed my way out after all of this we sat at at a table as i tried to make conversation and he tried to make me think i was crazy for asking why he was on his phone during dinner mumbling things about how i drove home from work if my finger hurts up oh how did i drive home Oh, he's a bum. I'm so telling you her, today. Like, how you drove home if your finger hurts so bad. Baby. I, I would have like, been an Uber so quick. My finger can't even think no more, so I'm going to leave before I throw this whole plate on you. At home okay. is where I would have been, me and my finger. I, girl, I'll be honest. I stayed because I really wanted my food. <laughs> okay, get you to go places. My, right. It's one of my favorite places to eat. And food is all, is way more important than my ego. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I ate, <laughs> packed my leftovers, enjoying my night. Texting my bestie, you know, just having dinner with myself. He had the audacity to ask me if I wanted to split the bill. I'm telling, I, whoo! Wow. I just, <sighs> okay. Girl, I was so done. It's very like, how you skip out, in here. Girl, that's First what I would have said. Let me, let me just say this. I'd have been like, Negro, you owe me money for my birthday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? Um, but she said, girl, I was so done. Like, how you skip out on my birthday, leave me to play for pan- plans. You may, thank you, hello, somebody. Come to my house empty-handed, not a flower, not a card, not a handwritten letter, mad because I don't want to sleep with you and now you wanted me to split the bill. Okay, yeah. So whoever advised that she go on another date with him after all that, whatever Terrible she just friends. said, this is, that was horrible. Terrible he should have never seen the front side of your body ever again. Only been looking Everything. at the back of it as you walk away from him. Hello. It was at the end of that ride that I told him this wasn't working and I needed space. We needed space, girl! <laughs> girl! <laughs> I'd be like, I need not to put my hands on you, so we should just not see each other anymore. I wouldn't even have told him nothing. I just would have never spoken to him again. That's crazy. right. Like block. I would have listen. I blocked somebody while I was still in their vehicle. So <laughs> <laughs> that's petty. I don't play this kind of stuff because whatever you got going on has nothing to do with me. It's important to note that later he said that he later said he was surprised that I broke up with him because he was just. Playing. Sir, you closed the door on me and my finger broke. What wait, are you talking wait about? a minute. Wait, wait, wait. So this is her boyfriend. 
this is our boyfriend. So this is even more ridiculous. Why did I think this was like a guy that she was a date? Me I didn't too. realize that this was her whole boyfriend. Okay, now I, okay, okay, okay. All no, right. this ain't no okay. This goes back to when she said she needed space, and I said, "Girl, because the fact that, that is your boyfriend." Yeah, but I'm kind of looking at it differently as to why, why she, she put was up giving, with it again. Yeah, yeah. Why her friends advised that she go not to say that she should have, but I understand why she did she because everybody yeah. thinks you know you need to work. And it they could have had a history. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he, could, I mean, if he uh, acts like this often she probably was like okay when this man is done sulking then you know <laughs> but what would have annoyed me is like for you for me to react that's when you talk about you was just playing you just played that whole entire night and on my birthday <laughs> like how long have you been playing sir because i just need you cut the game off damn it. what the hell <laughs> and that's not funny to me like don't play i don't no, like being played with not. like if you were playing, like, the type of playing I do is you can make fun of me for having the bum finger. Like, oh, let me help this. Let me help the um the one-handed lady the out of the car. Let like, me, oh, my let God. Me help let bring me the cripple. <laughs> do you need me to cut your food up for you? Like, that would have been funny to me. But you... And even that you need to put a heart on, okay? Uh, no, we can there. giggle about it. <laughs> but I, I just wouldn't... That's not funny to me. Like, you're not talking to me the whole day. Then you ask me, do I want to split the bill... And we already coming off the back of you ruining my birthday, sir. Ruining my birthday. And you have not <laughs> compensated me for what you ruined. Yeah. I would have been like, it's... And imagine your worst day ever being with your boyfriend. Girl, Earl, listen. <laughs> That's sad. Boyfriend would not be boyfriend no more, okay? And um, I've had boyfriends ruin my birthday, so I definitely understand. Yeah, your um, birthday's they... Valentine's Day, so they deserve to be working that way, too. To be honest. They get a bliggity block. You don't even get a breakup. You just get blocked. <laughs> I don't do well with passive aggression. So him like opening my door real little, like my... he, Imani. He didn't just open it. He tried to close it. She caught it with her elbow. I just he closed it. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be because mainly because I don't act that way. If I got a problem, I'm gonna say it. Like I'm not gonna be nowhere. Right. Like. Uh... <laughs> and on my phone the whole time and you want to split the, the bill like, all I'm of this going. attitude is because you had to come pick me up and you had the nerve to say well, my whole boyfriend so didn't want to come pick me up imagine <laughs> like you didn't like, want to come pick me up to take me on a date so you should have just canceled it if you thought I was being that dramatic yeah you well now that now sis are you usually very dramatic and that's why you just thought she was doing the most cause we've been on this young man but I just gotta ask how dramatic are you I'm not gonna hold you that's what I'm saying some people just don't wanna but he was he was coming off of like downhill already and he just continued to tumble so um I'm glad you broke up with him uh I hope you're not still talking to him if you are I hope that he's grown up cause he's clearly a child at this point, the way he's handling things, and for him to still not acknowledge that he bothered you, but to just throw in that he was playing is messed up. <laughs> so yeah, don't ever let nobody. I was just playing you, and you know they were not playing. Do not ever mm-hmm. do that because they're gonna keep saying I was just playing every time your feelings are hurt instead of apologizing. Do not let nobody. I'm just playing you. I don't like that. Like, let's can you come in and say if he was light skinned or not? You know, I what? just gotta know. I just feel like dark skinned people wouldn't do that. I mean, they might. No, yes, they do. Light skins, they do, but light skinned people do. Like, 
Because they think they're cute Let and they can get away with like everything. It. Right. Okay. It says me, the light skin person. Too. <laughs> Girl. But I just. I'm talking El Debar's light skin, though. Like, that's. He giving me real yellow. Mm-mm. I don't right think. A, I just. I don't. I but hope y'all were really we young have... when this happened. But I'm not feeling that. No, this is probably a not. whole adult. First of all, you had you were very understanding with him for a long time because you already said he ain't had a car for a very long time. And then he got wait, a car. wait a minute, and now he's what was the end of this? Because this man didn't have a car, and you were chauffeuring him around. But the one day you need a ride, and your finger is busted, he got an attitude. About his little funky gas that he just learning how to pump himself. Like, sir, you ain't even jail. Had bill. Period. Like he, so, yeah, he deserved to be single. He tried it. He, he. I hope he's still single. Or again, I hope he's grown up. We appreciate you writing in, Miss Anonymous. She said um, she wants to be anonymous because she's embarrassed, and I, I completely understand. <laughs> we gonna call her Little Finger. Little Finger. No, we gotta call her um, Anonymous. What okay, so she could be we have to do like a Game of Thrones like that was Littlefinger for her. Oh, but Littlefinger was oh, I hated him. No. What's something wrong with her? Finger? She could be like she could be Brand the Cripple. <laughs> Brand the Cripple they was calling him. They was calling Brand, him. They did at the end when he was the king. <laughs> no, they called <laughs> <laughs> They called him Brand the Broken. Not brand oh. the cripple. <laughs> <laughs> but when I used to just be talking smack about him, they was calling him the cripple. So I thought it was all one. That is mean. Even though brand the broken kind of sucks too, but brand the broken is terrible. I'm sorry so for this any is... disabled person that is listening to this and yeah, is offended by the word cripple. But <laughs> they sorry. did call him Brand the Broken. And they did. Rude. You said they they were very rude because they were like, you you got beat up by a cripple or whatever they said. They him. were saying that. <laughs> but <laughs> there is anyway. a really funny meme about that. And I can't, I need to find it because I feel like you're about to be, hold on. I know, I know exactly where it is on my phone too. Okay. Well, why are you looking for it? Brand the Broken. The first of your name, the first <laughs> to not be picking up with joy by your boyfriend, um, the first to have to split a tab. We appreciate <laughs> you writing it. <laughs> Mom, it gotta be the meme. You are childish. <laughs> it's the meme too, but you are very, very childish for this announcement. <laughs> Hi, you are now the king of the seven uh seven places. I forgot what they was called. Seven we appreciate kingdoms. you, right? The seven kingdoms. So, um, really, Brand, <laughs> I want to know if you was the if you was the Ice Man too, because I feel like there's a reason why you wanted to go back and kill him because you knew a little too much, no. and I feel like the old man was for real because. Olaf, who real name was actually Holdor, he <laughs> and by the way, if his name was Olaf or Holdor or whatever the heck they was calling him, I'm gonna sound like Olaf, like off of Frozen, but it was originally Holdor and he was holding the door for Brand, which makes me feel like Brand was also the Ice King. So, Brand the Broken, the first of your name, 
the first to not be picked up with joy by your boyfriend <laughs> and the first to have to split a meal. <laughs> Let me know if you was the ice king. Also, <laughs> I would like to thank you. <laughs> this is childish. <laughs> I would like to thank you for writing into the Save the Day show um, for our Rescue Me segment. I wish we could have rescued you for the mishap, you know, in the show that's messed up. But, dang. Brandon Broken got hurt by another person who they also considered crippled. Who? Terry was a dwarf. And they used to talk about him being crippled, too. He wasn't even crippled. They were just really mean to him. (laughs) (laughs) What did they call him? A half man? Yep. That is so mean. Jesus. It is. Okay, I'm going to move on because I feel like eventually this is going to get offensive and I'm not trying to do that. I just have a really bad sense of humor. Um, if you guys would like to submit your stories to us, uh, you can do that again by emailing us at stagedaysos at gmail.com or you can send us a voice message or you can add us on Anchor. You can leave us a voice message from there and that would be so much easier for your money to just slide in here and y'all don't have to hear me reading really bad. That is it for the Rescue Me segment and we can move into the meme. The meme. Did you send it? To I me? did. I thought you was gonna talk about it. <laughs> I, not, I wasn't gonna read it because I feel like it's not as funny when you read it aloud. You have to like look at it and read it. Um, like because it's one of those ones that's like a conversation <laughs> between two people. <laughs> Are you reading it right? <laughs> Brandon Brooker. Actually, Brandon is cool. Brandon busted up. <laughs> <Or> spring. <laughs> <laughs> the last Brandon. part is whoever made this go to hell oh my god there's no that's what you. I said I was like oh no this is sad um, oh that's messed up okay let well me... why didn't they call Jamie Jamie the broken oh probably cause he slept with the lady who actually wrote the rest of his story <laughs> I don't know. He, I didn't like Jamie. Her big husky behind. She should have <laughs> with that little wild thing. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> girl had the back Why of a linebacker. Husky. Oh my she god. Husky. <laughs> <laughs> she was too big to be crying over him like that, and she was like really girl. crying, like like boo. As she was writing. <laughs> no, when she was talking like, to him outside, in- like. Oh, when that she was too. Him You're not supposed to go with her. And then she just Make like, girl, <laughs> get get the house coat and get back in the house. Crying, get those over, crying over this man with one hand. What is wrong with you, girl? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, just, I should not. I hate when I talk through my teeth because I start thinking about um, unfaithful. Is that what it was? I want some Oh, unforgivable. <laughs> unforgivable. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on because I feel like I could do this for years and you know I would carry on. Okay, (laughs) for Trend Watch today, we're going to talk about apology languages. So I think we've talked about the five love languages before. Um, Surprise, Mm -hmm. there's five apology languages too. But don't. Right. Um, So I took the apology language quiz, right? And I'm going to tell y'all what Mm -hmm. mine came out to be. But first, I'm going to tell y'all what the five are. Oh, can you tell us how to take it too? Because I would like to take it. I'm pretty sure I'm terrible at it. Yeah, the um way that you take it is to go to. Hold on, where's where's the website so I don't mess it up? I feel like I was gonna say it, but I also felt like I was gonna get it wrong. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Um, it's on five language five love languages dot com. And um um backslash sorry or forward slash okay. sorry. Um so yeah, it's on there. You can take the quiz just like you can take the love languages quiz. So um the five apology languages are accept responsibility, expressing regret express expressing regret. Oh, oh. Jesus. Regret. Genuinely repent and request forgiveness. Oh, wait. Genuinely request. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? Okay, let me start over. Accept responsibility is the first one. Number two is expressing regret. Number three is genuinely repent. Number four is request forgiveness. And five is make restitution. Now, ideally, these are the, like, five stages of apologies. Like, the five, you know, you're going to do all of these at one. All of these are important is what I'm trying to say. Like, all, each piece of this makes an apology. But the quiz is to tell you which part of it is most important to you. Like, you know, which part you want to hear or that you're going to emphasize when it's time for someone to apologize to you. And sometimes that's going to be the same when you're giving an apology. Um, and I say sometimes because on the love languages one, my favorite, my preferred ways to receive love are not my preferred ways to give love. So it's possible yeah. that your preferred way to receive an apology is not your favorite, your preferred way to express an apology. So, you know, take that into account. So I'm going to explain each one. Mine came out very heavily on the accept responsibility side because I already told y'all. I don't care about much else besides the fact that you can intelligently express to me what you did wrong. And it's important to Mm -hmm. me because I need to know that when you do it again, or if you do it again, that you're not stupid. Like, I don't like when people play stupid with me. Oh, I just didn't know. I didn't know. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. What we're going to do is make sure that you know. So when it happens again, you can't lie to me and say you didn't know. You did know. Right. You're, you are an intelligent human being. We're all grown. You know what you did. You know what you did was wrong. And so then I can act accordingly based on that. Um, so it says, accept the responsibility. It is very difficult for some people to admit they're wrong and makes them doubt their self-worth and no one likes to be portrayed as a failure. However, as adults, we must all admit that we make and will make mistakes. We are going to make poor decisions that hurt our mates. And we are going to have to admit that we were wrong. We have to accept responsibility for our own failures For many individuals, all they want is to hear the words, I am wrong. If the apology neglects to accept responsibility for your actions, many partners will not feel as though the apology was meaningful and sincere. Me. Many partners need to learn how to overcome their ego, the desire to not be viewed as a failure and simply admit that their actions were wrong. Um, For a mate who speaks... Oh, for a mate who speaks this apology language, if an apology does not admit fault, it is not worth hearing. Me. Being sincere in your apology means allowing yourself to be weak and admitting that you make mistakes. Oh, and you can interchange, it is hard, but you can interchange the word weak with vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. Though this may, because you're allowing someone to think of you negatively for a moment, yeah. <laughs> which is hard for a lot of people, myself included. Though this may be hard to do for some people, it makes a world of difference to your partner who speaks this language. The next one on my list, which was only two points off, um, so I got a 10 on accepting responsibility, which 
is no surprise to me because I really, it's really important to me that someone say to me what they did wrong. So two points mm-hmm. off from that was expressing regret, which I'm, this one is what I'm a little bit surprised about. I don't remember even selecting the ones that indicated this, but it says <laughs> expressing regret is the apology language that zeroes in on emotional hurt. It is an omission of guilt and shame for causing pain to another person. For those who listen for expressing regret, apologies, a simple I'm sorry is all they look for. There's no need for explanation or payback provided. The apology has truly come from the heart. Expressing regret is a powerful apology language because it gets right to the point. It doesn't make excuses or attempt to deflect blame. Above all, expressing regret takes ownership of the wrong for that for that reason, sorry, expressing regret is understood as a sincere commitment to repair and rebuild the relationship. The expressing regret apology language speaks most clearly when the person offering the apology reflects sincerity, not only verbally, but also through body language. Unflinching eye contact and a gentle but firm touch are two ways that body language can underscore sincerity. Which people can fake that, so I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I'm I'm usually... Maybe I don't emphasize in my mind that I need to know that you feel bad about what you did, but it probably is important to me in listening to what you're saying. I do need to feel that you are remorseful for what you did. Um, so I get it. Maybe that's one of my underlying things that is important that I didn't realize was that important until I took this quiz. Um, the next one is genuinely repent. Now, the rest of my things were one, one, and zero. None of these other things are that important to me. <laughs> Um, genuinely repent for some individuals repentance is the convincing factor in an apology this one's kind of long so I ain't gonna read this whole thing but um, repentance is the convincing factor in an apology some mates will doubt the sincerity of an of an apology if it is not accompanied by their partner's desire to modify their behavior to avoid the situation in the future now I know exactly mm-hmm. why this is a one for me because I don't always need you to tell me what you're gonna it's do It's never gonna happen again. Yeah, yeah, because I don't, we don't always know that. You don't even know if you're ever gonna do it again. But sometimes it helps to hear, next time, instead of doing this, I'll try to do this. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, I really just want you to do it. Like, you don't have to tell me ahead of time because I feel like I'm gonna be disappointed if you tell me ahead of time and then you don't do it. So I would rather just mm-hmm. watch you do it. I would rather you just do things differently next time um because to me if you understand what you did wrong that to me tells me that you might understand how to not do that again and if you do it again at that point it's the choice right but if you but i also get like maybe you need me to tell you what you would rather what i would rather have you have done in that situation instead of what you did and i get that too Mm -hmm. so you know fixing it talking about what what you can do differently I'm willing to contribute to that conversation. So I'm not completely over that portion of it. I got a one, but the other ones are just way more important to me. The next Mm -hmm. one is requesting forgiveness. And I already talked about how I don't necessarily need you to ask for my forgiveness. Just let me offer it because I really am a forgiving person. Like this is why this got a one. A lot of the times I'm going, to, not even a lot of the times, 100% of the times I'm going to forgive you. It's not 100% of the time that that means we're going to continue forward. So it's mm-hmm. not important for me to hear you ask for my forgiveness as much as it is important for me to hear you acknowledge what you did wrong 
and then um and then um feel bad for doing it you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm not going to be like, and you ain't even asked for my forgiveness because I'm going to do that. Like, I'm going to forgive you. If, if not in this moment, eventually I, you will be forgiven. I don't hold grudges because I don't have the energy for that. But we, our relationship may change, like how we relate to each other. We may not c- remain in a relationship. I may not continue dating you. But when I see you, it's probably not going to be beef because I have forgiven you. It's not that serious. Like, or maybe it was that serious and I just don't feel like holding on to it. But forgiveness for me is not really that difficult as much as restoring the relationship is. And that comes with that first one, the mm-hmm. acknowledgement of guilt and then that second one. The last one is making restitution. In our society, many people believe that wrong acts demand justice. The one who commits the crime should pay for the wrongdoing. A mate who speaks this love language feels the, w- the same way toward apologies. They believe that in order to be sincere, the person who is apologizing should justify their actions. The mate who has been hurt simply wants to hear that their mate still loves them. There are many effective ways to demonstrate sincerity in an apology. Each mate must learn the other's love language. And uh, Wait a minute. Oh, um... Learn each other's love language in order to compete, complete the act of restitution. Though some mates may feel as though all is forgotten with a bouquet of flowers, that may not necessarily work for all mates. Every mate should uncover what their partner's main love language is, whether it's words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, or receiving gifts. And use that specific language in order to make restitutions in the most effective way. So yeah, hmm. um, this is where love languages and apologies come into like they connect with one another. So the way to make it better is to make sure you're zeroing in on their preferred love language language and acting on that. And my preferred love language is like to receive is words of affirmation. So I do like the restitution really for me is in the conversation and then Uh watching how you behave moving forward. Like I don't really... I'm not really a prove to me that you're going to do better. I'm just going to watch you and you, however you behave, I'm going to take that at face value and I'm going to act accordingly. I'm not really a person that's going to hold it over your head. See, look what you're doing now. Last time you, I don't, I don't, I've been there before and it's not, it makes me a lot more sad to do that. So Mm -hmm. I just pay attention to the way things are moving. We've had this conversation before. I might remind you that we've had this conversation before and that you are falling back into old habits what we've already discussed yeah, yeah but i can't the restitution part is just me hearing what you said and then taking that and watching how you behave after that um but yeah this is i i'm not really surprised by these results because i take a lot of time to know myself i've been single for a long time so in my adult life, I've been single for a while, so I've been like honing in on these things to know how I want to act in my next relationship and what types mm-hmm. of things I'm going to let bother me and what <clears throat> types of things I'm going to let go um, or I plan to do. And then we're going to see how it really plays out in my next relationship. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think these are important quizzes to take because they can offer a lot of insight. And, you know, nothing is 100 percent for everybody. So mm-hmm. you can take these quizzes, see these results and take what you will from them. These things don't know you personally, so you can do what you want with the results. But I think it's cool to see this and to 
here. If nothing else, it's time for self reflection. Yeah, asking yeah. questions you don't typically ask yourself. Exactly, so. and and giving you a chance to say, "Wow, that is what I really like," and I never thought about it before. Now, so mm-hmm. um, and giving you a tool to say to your next partner, "I've taken this quiz." Or not even referencing the quiz. Just normally when someone offers me an apology, this is what I'd like to hear. Or this is what makes me feel most secure in that apology. And then letting them behave the way that they're going to behave. Because you know now. Mm-hmm. You know what type of apology you expect. You need. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It gives you some tools for language and conflict resolution. Like, I think these things are great tools for that. And um, that's it. That's the end of the rest. I mean, the... um. The, uh, Lord Jesus, what segment are we in? <laughs> Trend watch, Lord. Trend watch. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay, well, I guess we are moving on to lessons learned. <laughs> I feel like I, need, <laughs> I feel like I need to leave space for the DJ scratch. <laughs> okay, so um, I'll go first for lessons learned. It's something. Um, that I've learned over time and kind of experienced recently. Um, I do think that a lesson that I've learned is if it is somebody, if if you've had a falling out and it's somebody that is, is important to you, regardless of how you feel, I think that if you know that you're at fault for some part of it, you have to put your pride to the side and apologize if you want it to work. And I'm not saying apologize just so they can, again, get over it. But sincerely say, you know, this is where I know I took part in why we are at the place we are right now. Um, For me, that isn't always easy because if I'm frustrated, I'm always I always have a fear of like me apologizing and saying that I was totally wrong. So like I always hold back on apologizing because I'm like, well, I don't want you to take this apology and apply it to everything that happened because that's not what I'm apologizing about. Mm-hmm. I'll apologize, you know, for how I made you feel if that was not my intention. But if there's something that I also feel strongly about, I want to make sure I can get that across clearly. So my um, biggest lesson is communicating even when it's uncomfortable, um, especially when the reason why it's uncomfortable is because of your pride. Yeah. And that's, that's mine. Yes. Um. My lesson learned is that communicating when you're not in a space to effectively communicate is effective communication. Giving someone the silent treatment, although it communicates something, it's not healthy to do that to people. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you cannot, if you're trying to really build a relationship with someone or just be a decent person, if you feel like you can't talk to someone that you care about right now because of what you might say or because you haven't formulated your thoughts or whatever, whatever, don't just go silent on them. Say to them, I am not in a space to communicate with you in a way that will be respectful. So give me a minute. Give me a day. Give me a couple hours and we can sit down and talk about it later. And to be on the receiving side of that, if you trust your partner, or trust that they're not trying to manipulate you, you need to respect that. That Mm -hmm. you can't force someone and you shouldn't force someone to talk to you when they know that they haven't really adjusted to how they're feeling and they could say anything. 
They, they're telling you flat out. That's true. I want to be respectful when I talk to you. And right now I'm really, really angry. And I don't want to say anything that I will have to apologize for later. Like we're already in a situation where somebody has to apologize. I don't want to have to apologize to you for what happened and for what I said as a result of what happened. Like, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just let me, give me a minute. Let me collect my thoughts and decide how I want to say what I need to say. Because I do need to say something. But I want to make sure that I'm saying it in a way that is not blatantly hurtful or that I haven't really thought through enough to think about the repercussions of what I'm going to say. And, you know, if you're on the receiving side of that and you know that your partner isn't out to hurt you or the person that you're dating, y'all haven't had any issues up to this point. So if you trust that they're really being sincere in that, just say, okay, and wait for them to contact you. Um, But you cannot, that can be manipulative too. Don't tell somebody you mm-hmm. need time, you need space, and then just take, and you abuse the time. Yeah, you taking four and five days and blocking them on all social media just to you know make them feel bad about what they did. Mm-hmm. Like that's not okay either. You can't really do people like that. If you really want to have a healthy companionship or something that you're building with somebody, y'all have to start somewhere, and you have to start mm-hmm. with healthy communication. And so, if somebody needs to apologize. And y'all need to talk about it, but it's not safe for you to talk about it right now. I feel like that's understandable. I really do. Because I don't mm-hmm. believe we say things we don't mean. I feel like you mean them when you said them. So if I can avoid saying that thing, I will. Because I don't want to say that. I don't want to apologize for saying a thing that that's I, hurtful. I, yeah, because sometimes you do feel a way about somebody and you don't want to feel that way about someone you love. And you absolutely mm-hmm. don't want to tell them you feel that way about them because it's ugly that you feel it in the first place. It's, yes. You know, it doesn't feel good to feel that way about somebody. So you don't want to tell that person, I feel this way about you right now. Um, because you love them and you don't want to hurt them, even though you feel like they might deserve it or whatever. But, or you care about them, maybe you ain't in love or whatever, but you don't want to ruin everything. By saying something that you're going to have to take back later. So, yeah. Take, use meaningful space, but not manipulative space between, you know, communicating and apologizing and all that stuff that you got to do. So I agree. And at least you're showing somebody, you're showing them that you still have intentions with them. Yeah. At this point, you know, and that's why I'm saying just give me a minute. I'm not saying that. I don't ever want to talk to you again. I'm just saying I need a minute so that when I do talk to you, the conversation can be productive. Yeah. And if you don't ever want to talk to me again and you really mean that, you can say that to me too. So that I'm not sitting around waiting for you to contact me. Just saying, Mm -hmm. honey, I don't ever want to hear from you again. Uh, Or if it's too much and you know they're going to try to drag it, don't say that and just, you know, block them or whatever you got to do. But my block list is long, so yeah. I just don't believe in using communication but to manipulate to, people yeah. or a lack of. I agree. Like if you're and trying if you to make them feel somebody, bad, mm-hmm. stop not talking to them to make them feel bad. It's just that's just really low. Like going silent on somebody, and I have anxiety as a result of that. Like I really do. Same. It makes me very. Anxious. I was about to say it's very traumatizing. I was part of. Um, the emotional abuse that I received in a pre- previous Same. relationship was that was like that was the abuse like that was this is how I'm going to teach you a lesson. Yep, and it's and mine would never even he would go <clears throat> five six days without talking to me, block me on everything, and then when he popped back up, never address the thing Nothing that happened. he yep. was mad at. 
it would be, why do you always want to talk about that? Or, we moved on from that. And it's like, no, you just didn't talk to me for five days. I'm very confused. But it would really be making mm-hmm. me feel like I was crazy. Like we moved past it at some point and I just missed the memo. Or it made me, it would make me try to fix stuff that I didn't do. Like we could have literally had a disagreement or over something he did. Mm-hmm. And then he would like shut down on me. Yeah. And I'm trying to fix stuff because I'm just trying to get him to talk to me again. So I'm like, okay, well maybe I, I start questioning myself. Like, was I wrong? for having an expectation of you to just be a faithful boyfriend yeah, or to check in or to not do stupid stuff. And like, now you're not talking to me. So I'm like scattered. Scrambling. Yeah. What I did wrong. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. That's not okay, guys. Don't treat people. Don't treat people like that. And if you're being treated like that, you're not crazy. They absolutely are out of order for treating you that way. And if they won't allow you to address it, I think you should get out of there. That's just my advice from my personal experiences don't take it if you don't want it. I'm just saying. Because Great. I gave that person way too many chances to have me, you know, nauseous thinking about the fact that they're not talking to me. Literally physically sick about it. So mm-hmm. that's not happening anymore. And I don't want that for nobody else. Because I love y'all. Uh, I love God. <laughs> but anyway, that's it for the lesson learned segment. And that wraps up this episode of the save the date podcast of course leave your comments on our instagram let us know what you thought about the show this is a bi-weekly podcast so we'll be back again that not next week but next next week um to have your stories or questions etc etc included on the show why are you out of breath girl (laughs) because it's cold in here and i was walking just a second ago but i'm shivering like i'm trying not to um like i'm trying my teeth I'm trying not to make my teeth chatter. So I'm like holding my breath. Oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> have your story have or your story. questions included on the show. Just email us at save the date. SOS at gmail.com. Or of course, as I said earlier, you can get on the anchor app and leave us a voice note. You can also record a voice note on your phone and email it to that email address um, to be included on the show for constant commentary you can hit us up on Twitter. My Twitter is Imani or whatever. Mine is OK Candace. We're going to have an official Twitter page for this show at some point, too. I just don't have yes! the time to run it. We have a Patreon. So yes. find us on Patreon and donate to the calls. We're going to post. We're going to um, come up with some like exclusive content to post on there, too, for like only our Patreon members. So we're going to come. We're going to figure that out, too. But yeah, as of now, if you just like the show and you want to support, um, feel free to donate to us because most of the stuff that we do comes out of our own pockets. Not most, it's all of it. Like I'm like, all of it. <laughs> where are we getting any other money we besides our pockets? <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, and and ad space. Don't forget, we are offering ad space to people. Hit us up for rates so you can have your business or whatever shouted out on here. Um, yes. We will do it, and if you. And if you're an anchor listener, you can also don- also donate directly oh, to yeah. our anchor page as well. So that's another option. It's pretty simple. Um, if y'all want to cash at me and just bless, you know, bless your girl. You know what? Uh, it's my first and last name with a dollar sign before. Okay. But if you need that information, All right. hear me. Uh, thank you listen, guys you, for you have collected a plate before. Have I? Because I don't remember anyone actually sending me anything. Nobody actually did it, but I just wanted to put it out there. 
I'm trying to decorate my home. <laughs> so hear me now. If you want to donate. You're ridiculous. Goodbye, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>